I'm Scott Weatherly. Welcome to 20th Century Geek. Okay, and we're back. And I'm joined by Mike Kennedy yet again. Uh, and Mike, it's hmm. that time of year. It's time to deck the halls, blow shit up. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's the, the the festive thing to do. The festive thing to that's do. The thing. Yeah, that's what you do. You do it, you know, as we do in the festive season, you blow shit up. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I do. Santa anyway. and his sleigh. Santa, yeah, Santa sleighs. Um, so, as you can probably tell, we're not going to be going down the typical festive movie route. We're not going to be covering off uh, The Grinch or Elf or Muppets Christmas Carol, one of those festive greats. We've decided to do a Black Christmas. Indeed. So it's the Shane Black Christmas. Uh, we mentioned it last month. We're going to cover four Shane Black films that uh, he basically wrote um, and are all set at Christmas. So we're going to cover, uh, in order, Lethal Weapon, um, Last Boy Scout, uh, The Long Kiss Goodnight, and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. But tonight we're going to focus in on uh, Lethal Weapon from 1987, and Last Boy Scout from 1991. Mm. So, we'll do these in, in date order. So, let's start with Lethal Weapon. Okay, cool. Mike, give me your thoughts. Michael, Lethal Weapon. Well, I remember going to cinema to see this. Really? Yeah. Yeah, screw, let's, screw you. Yeah, let's not even comment <laughs> that I was too young to see this. Yeah, in the I know, I know. No, I went to cinema to see this. Uh, do you know, I hadn't seen it in years and years and years. Mm. And, and uh, I, I guess I, um, I only... I've forgotten how good the film was. Mm. I've forgotten how, how much I enjoyed the film and the whole relationship between, you know, good cop, bad cop. Nutty you know. cop, good Nutty cop. Nutty cop, yeah, well, you know, but it's kind of like, it's right at the end of the film, the payoff at the end of the film, and he says, you know, I'm, I'm not crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know that. Yeah. You know, whereas he's just he's just very committed at his job. Well, I, I think... I think- I mean, I'm jumping ahead of myself yeah, here, yeah. but I mean, it's, no, no, it's, you're it's, right. I it's think a great film. The heart of this film is the cast. Mm. Regardless of the, the of, of uh, Mel Gibson's position in Hollywood today, mm. uh, in 1987, he was a hot property. But then, then, then again, Mel Gibson's position in Hollywood today, you know, it's, it was Passion of Christ. That's that's why he that's why he's he's been ridiculed by Hollywood somewhat. I, I think also being pulled over drunk and calling the cop sugar tits probably con- contributed, and then basically going on a, but, an anti Jew rant on the internet was probably got, not going to help. But you got people like Robbie Downey Jr. breaking into people's houses and waking up in their beds and stuff like that. Yeah, and there's he, a way back. I think yeah, there's a way back. I think there's always a way back. I mean, he's just what well, Mel Gibson's making another film, isn't he? He is. Yeah. yeah, he's doing a couple of. Um, and he keeps getting. <laughs> It's Mel- bad press. I like Mel Gibson. I, gotta I like Mel Gibson. I put Mel Gibson in the same bucket as like Tom Cruise. In that thing of like personal life, mm-hmm. I, I don't care. Yeah. Because you know? on the screen, they're really good. Totally. But not only as an actor, but also as a director and writer as well, Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah I'll, give, I mean, I'll give him his due. He's yeah, been, yeah, he's, seriously. He's been, um, Passion of Christ is probably... I, I saw that for the first time recently. Oh, really? And, and it's just, wow. It's, it's brutal. Brutal and honest yeah. and powerful film. Again, off the subject slightly, but Mel Gibson, to me, is... is Watching Lethal Weapon the other day kind of cemented to me how good an actor Mel Gibson actually is. I agree, 100%. And completely underrated. And, of course, and, and, and like like Morecambe Wise, with any good uh, any good comedian, uh, you need a good straight man. Mm. Even though, i got got to be say. For the record, Ernie Wise was never a straight man. They were both comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both comedians. But you know what I mean? In a good double act, that's what you normally get. I'm wondering how many of the audience listening to this 
even know Morecambe and Wise. Everyone I, knows Morecambe Wise, you I bastard. Do, Everyone knows If it. they don't know them, they should know no, them. No, they should know them, absolutely. Really, yeah, Morecambe Wise, legends. But, but, um, and Danny Glover is a good, is a good frontman yes. for Mel Gibson. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and I don't think the film would have worked if you just focused on the, the, the Riggs character. No, no, Martin no. Riggs, uh, yeah, the, the, this, I mean, this is um, the quintessential buddy cop mm. film. Mm. You know, I think um, before that you'd had uh, 48 Hours, you know, which I think is like 1981, Yeah, it was um, um, Eddie, Eddie Murphy, Murphy and, and Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte, yeah. yeah. Um, and that was, that sort of like, that's not really buddy cop. I think it was, probably uh, influenced this a little bit. It, oh, it did, totally, you know. Um, uh, but this is where they got the formula spot on. I mean, if without Lethal Weapon, mm. I mean, this has got, film's got a lot to answer for. Some good, some bad. You know, you get the rest of the Lethal Weapon films, then you get films like Rush Hour. Um, Did you not like Rush Hour? They're all right. Yeah, Jackie Chan and Chris yeah. Tucker. Chris Tucker I find it a bit annoying. Yeah. Jackie Chan I can watch all day and all night. I love Jackie Chan. You know, I mean... Any any 60-plus any man that can actually, you know, do the shit that he does yeah. now, it's just that, wow. Any buddy cop film post-late 80s is, is, is so influenced by this. Um... So influenced yeah. by this, or the, by by *Lethal Weapon*, by mm. I mean, this film. I mean, this is where they got the formula spot on. You know, mm. I'd say *48 Hours* was a great film. Oh, it is. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but that's a crook and a cop. This is the buddy cop. Yeah, you know, no, it's, it's I, I get this. Difference. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, I like Amos and Andrew. Do you remember that one? No. Amos and Andrew was Nicolas Cage and um, uh, someone L. Jackson. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. that was. I think they were. I think they were. Well, Sam Jackson comes up. I mean, I, I would even suggest that Die Hard three. If, oh, if yeah. you're going to cover that wide thing, yeah. yeah, Die Hard with a Vengeance with Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, they're mm. not cops, but you get that buddy element is definitely oh, totally, part yeah. of it. Um, but you're right. I, I, um, so, so that's the cap. What, right, so, you know, what else with the film? You haven't seen it in years. So how did you feel when you 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 know you're watching it? I, I, I just quite excited about it all, you know, and 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 I kind of remembered. Well, I didn't take into appreciation when I went to see the cinema. I thought it was a good action film when I went to see it in the mm-hmm. cinema. But when I watched it back, now I'm a, well, a little bit older, you know, um, uh, just a tad small, yeah. older, a couple of years older. Um, when I watched it back, I realised what a good story it is mm. as well, is that it's not just an action film. There's an underlying story. The characters have got, you know, a, a background. Each character's got a background. And, and you know, when you, you really get involved with the characters in the film and I think that's what makes it different from most of these buddy cop or action films of the time yeah yeah is that there was a lot of thought that went into that film mm. a lot of thought went into the characters you know you you automatically think that you know that uh, I mean you think about it, the basis of the film is based around Mel Gibson being a lethal weapon well yeah the yeah. tagline the tagline is that he's um we need to class you as a lethal weapon. Yeah, the, yeah. He's the only cop that's classed as a lethal weapon, mm. um, and that's where the marketing went. You know, I think. But the story itself, I mean, it's 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 a very eighties story. It's a drug based story. It's very yeah, you yeah. know, it's all about heroin being important. It's a very eighties story, which I, I can't you know. There's no fault in that. It was made in nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the heroin you take today is, is nothing like it wasn't. Exactly. It? Yeah. Say, yeah. Um, the thing I found more interesting was the fact that. It's still this film is still a hangover from the Vietnam War. Okay. I mean the whole you know not the story but all the characters have been in Nam. Have all been in Nam. Yeah. So yeah. you know Danny Glover and um, uh, Tom Atkins, the you know yeah, the yeah, guy. Yeah. Oh, what the, he's your, an old Nam buddy. 
and then you find out that he was part of this, um, you know, this drugs uh, trafficking thing from Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, then you sort of find out that Martin Riggs was uh, 19 years old, but a sharpshooter um, mm. in Vietnam and all this other stuff. So it, it shows how sort of even 10, 15 years after the war had ended, I mean, well, more than that, but that it was still really prevalent in American culture. Yeah, yeah, it was, totally. you know, I think... So it, was, it, was, it just interested me that that was where that film went, that like you know, it was so prevalent, that it was so much a part of it. Hmm. Um, that I don't think we have anything really like that in this country. Um, the other thing I want to say is, like you say, say about Mel Gibson being a good actor, and I agree, because there was something that stood out for me, that the, the, watching it this time with a bit more of a critical eye. Hmm. Um, I mean, Mel Gibson's not crazy. He's broken emotionally. You know, his wife's obviously was killed in... in, in um, wife and unborn child, I think was killed. Yeah, in that. yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure on the child. Yeah, you're but, probably right. But, but I, uh, yeah, he's lost. He's, he's, he's grieving, and he obviously he keeps almost killing himself. It's Mad Max, isn't it? It's it Mad, is. Ma- Mad Max in modern day. Yeah, totally. Well, there is. Yeah, but there's a moment in it that I hadn't really noticed before, and it's when he's invited over for dinner to, uh, you know, Danny Glover, Roger Murtagh's house, the Murtagh family home yeah, yeah, yeah and he comes in and uh, he basically sees his family and they're all sort of like you know bantering and they're having, you know, they're in jokes and it's it's a family unit and there's a look on mel gibson's face of almost like just almost like relief of like joy of mm. like oh i'm part I'm, of something I'm, I'm yeah i'm not alone mm. and, it, and it's really interesting that sort of like, i've never noticed it before but this time i was like yeah, he sees there's more to Martin Riggs than just an action star, mm. which I found really interesting. What interests me is how, he, how he's got that sort of like beach thing going on. Yeah, and he's got electricity. It's like, yeah, how did you get that? Where's that come from? Yeah, and per- crystal perfect television. You know, yeah, really good like, reception. Yeah, really good reception. A, yeah. Like what for non digital age? Yeah. you're like really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Bella Gibson, wow, wow. If I was a gay man back then... He was a good-looking man in them days. That's, can I just clarify? If I was a gay man back then, I'm not a gay man now, yeah. but I mean, if I was a gay man ever, yeah. then wow. Yeah. Wow, what a body. Well, it, it's, no, it's no surprise he was the heartthrob. Yeah. yeah. He was. He was a real heartthrob yeah, 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 yeah. in the day. And uh, in the 80s, that guy was a Hollywood star. Well, he was huge. Yeah. He was huge. I mean, I don't mean, I don't mean that... Uh, He's not. He's not huge now because I mean Mel Gibson sells sells tickets. At the end I, of I the... think he still could. I mean, oh, totally. Last Oscar winning. Films. Oscar winning. You know, director. Yeah, yeah. I think that, yeah. Um, Very skilled man. So what about the action in it then? So we've talked about the acting and the, the mm. sort of characters. So what about the action? Because it is. It is an action film. What are your thoughts on the action of it? Um, I, I think. I think the. Um, I think some of the action is underplayed. Mm. And I think that's that's what makes it good. Is because you don't really get the the. the I think I think the, the the only thing that lets it down is the fact that I, I it it's an underplayed it's a very underplayed action film. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. it's not huge explosions mm. and everything like that. Like the like the sequels. Yeah, yeah they get bigger, know, they and, get bigger, bigger and bigger. They get bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, with the petrol station and the flamethrower yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. But I think it's it's a very underplayed the the, the action is. But I think that it's it's very tame mm. as well. You know, like it's gunfire. It's it's very wild west mm. kind of violence to it you know i think the the most the most brutal it gets is with well, a torture scene yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, the, when the guy gets shot through the window and it goes through his milk carton yes 
I mean, that, that's about as brutal as it gets, really. I think apart from that, it's not really... Well, it's that thing of, like you say, we say it's an action film. And it is, it is an action film, no mm. doubt. But it never forgets that it's a detective story. It never forgets that it can be watched by... It's a non-offensive action film. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a tongue-in-cheek Yeah, there's always film. a humour to yeah, it. Yeah, oh, totally, yeah. And um, it, it's a likeable action film. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's probably why it's so popular. Mm. I mean, like you say, I think a good point is that it's, you know, it was it came out in a period when you were looking at... Um, Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger, Stallone, so you had like Rambo, Predator, Commando, where everything blew up. There was no yeah, detective. Yeah, yeah. The way you solved a crime in, in, in uh, Red, Red Heat, for example, you know, uh, where Arnold's the Russian um, detective, there's no detective story it's just yeah. I'll go in and beat people up and I'll have fights and I'll blow stuff up and yeah, yeah yeah this has got detective story like you know when um um the prostitute's house is blown up and the kids see it oh yes yeah, yeah there's yeah. an entire sequence of them like questioning the kids and they're talking about the, the the explosive device and Riggs's tattoo and what that could mean and they're putting things together and mm. yeah I think that's that's of, a bit of a questionable scene that when he picks up the little little device and says, "Oh look, this is from Nam." This, like, yeah. what, 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 what? What? Hang on. So that, that house exploded into a million fragments. Yeah. You'd have to have forensic on that for like weeks, probably trying to find. And you found the tiniest, smallest thing, and you bring it to the front. Bare hands. Yeah, bare hands. So, so basically, he's leaving. He, he walks. He puts his pockets out. So he walks away from the crime scene with evidence. He's basically gone. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll keep that. Yeah. yeah, it's charred. It's, yeah. It's, you know, it's probably blown to smithereens. Yeah. But he's got a fair feasible sized chunk that he can pick up, yeah. which isn't hot anymore. It's a yeah. It's a, it's a convenient, um, you know, piece of evidence. I will give the film that one thing. Yeah, yeah. There are a couple of others I think that are a bit more questionable. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. There's one bit in the film. Uh, you know, both you and I have got kids now. Mm-hmm. You know, you more than I. But um, there's <laughs> yeah. uh, when at the very start of the film. When Murta um, is having a bath, yeah, yeah, I know where you're going with this. Right. Yeah, and his kids and his wife burst. His kids are like ca- 17, 18 years yeah. old, yeah, and they're all sort of hugging him and talking to him. And I'm like, dude, you're in the bath. Mm. <laughs> that's I said that's, that that'd be really uncomfortable. I said I, I, I said never do that to me because I, yeah. I, I wouldn't no. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, you know, it's it's yeah, no, you yeah. wouldn't with you. Just come and sing happy birthday to me when I'm in the bath, completely naked, and it looks like he's been in there for a while as well. You know, yeah, he's just like, relaxing. He's just relaxing, and they come, and it's like, and then his daughter stands there, sits there, and has a conversation with him. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, I, I felt really bit, feel a bit odd about that. I felt a little uncomfortable at that yeah, point. Not sure, and then she hugs him. Yeah, oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, sure. uh, and he seems non completely nonplussed by it. Clearly, something that happens a lot. There's clearly no lock on their bathroom door. Yeah, and well, <laughs> well, I, yeah, I suppose. But I don't know. I think it's it's kind of like you just you just wouldn't do it. Yeah, I'll wait until Dad's out of the bath, yeah. and then we'll surprise him. Yeah, let's be honest. It's the first thing in the morning. He's going to come down for breakfast. Give him his cake then. Yeah. Set up a room, put on some banners, yeah. Yeah. stick a few balloons out. Yeah. He'll love it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's the other thing I thought about. Like, he's having a bath first thing in the morning. Yeah. Right? And I get, like, you have up, you get up, you have a shower, you get ready for work, and yeah. that sort of thing. And um, there just seems no urgency in uh, towards the start of this film. A woman's just thrown herself out of a building. And he doesn't really get the call till later. But it's not like, it's not like right, well, I'm a police officer, I've got to get off to work, I've got to go protect people. 
It's more like I'll have a bath, I'll run it. Do you know what? I'll see if there's any bubble bath. But doesn't and, he? Uh, he doesn't get the information till after the bath, though, does he? He has his bath. No, he first. gets called to the. He gets called to the. Uh, um, the sit the crime scene or whatever. Mm. Um, but I don't know. It just felt like a really sort of like he's having a relaxing morning before work. I've just never been able to do that. I think maybe well, my life's just a little bit too hectic. Maybe. How many? How many times have you gone to a scene where someone's jumped out of a window onto a car that has that has really nice breasts, and then when yeah. she jumps, she's wearing a bra, and then when she hits the car, she has nice breasts again. Not yeah. that I, not that I was looking at her breasts. Slow mo. Yeah, but yeah, she does. She has a bra when yeah, she yeah. jumps. It's kind of weird. Um, but. And it disappears. The magical yeah. mystery of the, the magical mystery bra. bra. That's what I said to the judge once. <laughs> it was. So yeah, it didn't work in my defence. Um, but still, that aside, the um, it, I don't know. I don't know. I I think that you know what can he do? She's dead. So he says, yeah, like, yeah, he's that's gonna, a fair point. It's a fair point. Oh, I'm gonna have a bath, and I'm gonna see this stupid woman who jumped out of a bloody yeah. thing. You know. Um, I don't think it should be any urgency. I don't know. No, maybe, no, I get it. Maybe if it doesn't just, start till ten. And, you yeah, know, it doesn't start like, till ten. That's a very good point. I don't know what his rotor is. No, exactly. We don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose that's true. I mean, the, the other thing I find interesting about this one is the baddies. You know, because um, again, going back to the Royal Nam, they're all great baddie though. But I was going to say Gary Busey in this film. Born to be a baddie. He is brilliant. Yeah, he's crazy in real life, isn't he? He's oh just, God, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a complete. Fruitcake. The guys are completely fruitcake. Yeah, love him. I, I'd, I'd queue for hours to meet yeah. him. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's a he's a legend. He puts his arm out and like just the flame and stuff underneath yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. And he just like yeah, that legit. I wouldn't and be surprised. That, that, that method. Be, no, that did. Yeah, he did actually. Seriously. Do that. Yeah, yeah, he did, actually did that scene. Nutcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nutcase. Um, there, I don't really know. Uh, I can't think of a. I don't know a great deal of films that Gary Busey has done. There are only two I can ever think of. Right. Under siege. Oh, is he in under siege? I don't know. Yeah. I ever think the do I ever think about it's Lethal Weapon yeah. and Predator Two. Yeah, I get Bush is now. And he, uh, yeah, and he's he's supposed to be sort of like a, a bit of a goodie, but Danny Glover in both as well. So isn't he? Isn't he in um, Henry Porter the Serial Killer? Isn't that Gary Bushy? No, that's Michael Rocker. Well, he might be Gary Bushy in the right. I haven't seen that to be fair. Oh. Film I should see at one point. He's um, been in lots. Of, I've seen him in lots of stuff. Yeah, I can't yeah. think of anything at the moment. Um, but his son, yeah, completely off tangent. Mm. Um, if you have you ever seen the Frighteners, uh, oh, Michael the, the, Ke- J. Fox, Michael J. Kevin, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's it, Jackson, Peter Jackson, film. yeah. He plays like the the dead baddie in that, right? And I've seen him in a couple of other films, but uh, I forget mm. his name, Gary Bute, not Gary Bute, because yeah, I, I know the one you mean. I've seen him he in a few films. He is the spit of his dad. Yeah, he is. Like lunacy runs in that family. He plays villains again. Yeah, yeah. He plays like, they're born again. to play him, but he's brilliant. Um, very nice jumpers in this film. There's a lot. There's a lot of. There's a lot of knitwear going on. There is. There's lots of suits as well. So, yeah. Everyone, over, everyone, over everyone wears shirt. a suit except for Riggs. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's smart. Yeah. But, but, but Riggs. But Mel yeah. Gibson. Um, Who's this homeless guy? He's got a gun. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, like you say about the action and stuff as well. Like this film takes a bit of a. There's, there's a clear sort of like three act structure, which you know I like because it's yeah the setup, the thing, and then the final act. But the final act in this film takes like a real. Like leap, because you said it's really downplayed. Mm. But from the moment you've got Mel, you know Martin Riggs being tortured, mm. um, yeah, well, there were lots of people got shot. That's how I was thinking about this. People got shot. Not, there's not really any big, huge explosions and things like that. There's, well, there's one. The, the house explodes. The, the uh, prostitute's house. The prostitute's house. Yeah, but I mean that's, that's that. early on to set yeah. up the storyline. But yeah. but I mean you got no. The, 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 I see the problem I got with the weapon. I love the film, but the payoff is shit. 
Do you really and think? I think the payoff is awful. You know, so they go there and they're, they're, they're settled like men. You know, let's let's. You talking the, the Gibson, the, the Gibson Busey fight? Yeah, Busey fight. You know, with a with a helicopter strategically placed over the top that's got the spotlight on them. And I think, oh come on, that was a bit lame. But then they 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 the, that's the payoff. But then mm. the the payoff of the payoff is the fact that they both turn around and they both shoot Bushi together. And I think that was just brilliant. Ripped off two years later Yeah. for the end of Die Hard. Which one was that? So you've got the, the, the blonde flowing locks person that that, that um, McLean, John McLean oh, strangles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he comes out and at the end of the film you have... Um, fat they cop. All, the fa- Yeah, fat cop um, comes out and shoots him and stuff. And it's very much a similar thing. You think it's all down and then it's all done and then the baddie jumps back up again in horror movie fashion. That's hung. That's the thing yeah. about that. He's hung by the neck until he's dead. Yeah. And then he but suddenly he still comes, comes back. back. Um, That's Germans for you. True. The, what I, I have to say about the fight, the end fight, in my head, and I haven't seen this for a short, I haven't seen this for quite a while actually, but mm. in my head, this was like a, an epic um, man-on-man battle you know, because you have like it's all it's all the waters pouring down, and all the police are being held off, and it's these two. And watching it this time, um, it's edited all over the place. Mm. You get masses of um, flare through the through the thing from the the um, you said the helicopter light, yeah, yeah, yeah. clearly hiding the fact that for m- much of that fight, it's not Mel Gibson and Gary Busey, yeah, yeah, and also hiding the fact that they do like one punch edit, one punch edit. It's not edited particularly well. So watch this time I was. I agree that final fight, other than probably the final bit of payoff at the end, is yeah. is naff. Well, yeah, but you know that uh, Gibson wanted to do it, but the studio wouldn't insure him to do it. Oh, really? Yeah, that so he, he wouldn't surprise me. Do it. That's, so, that's he did all. Mel Gibson did his own stunts. Own stunts. Mad Max. Yes. Well, that so, wasn't that, but that was more a case of budgetary restrictions, I think, especially for the first one. Then, yeah, but I mean, he, he I think. He was in a position where he didn't have to after, you know, mm. with, with number two and number three after success and number one and stuff. But, I mean, uh, off, off the track somewhat. But, I mean, he wanted to do it for this one. Mm. And I think Addy would have done the, the, the stunts himself. I think it would have been a much better thing. And, and Bushi would have done him as well. But he can, mm. he can do it. You know, so they really legitimately wanted to do everything yeah. themselves. But the thing about that fight is, is that the one thing that I do like about the fight it's the wrestling moves. Yeah, well, it ends with a like a proper chokehold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A legit well, it's, it's chokehold. A, um, it's the Undertaker's move. It's yeah, the, um, um, the pulls the arm through, wraps clo- around the head. Cloverleaf. Yeah, yeah, type thing. Texas well, Cloverleaf. It's a it's a proper. Oh, yeah, it's a legit chokehold. It's, it's a legit. Well, he was, I've seen him use it in UFC, so it's a legit chokehold. So, which, which, like you say, um, you know, it's not. It's none of this movie kung fu. That's a no. like the, when you do see him close up, like some of the punches look good, and it. It ends brutal. Yeah, 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 totally, yeah. Um, I, I, and I know it's a film. This is Hollywood, but like you said, up until that point, they've been very by the book, and obviously things turn. And that's the point of the third act. Mm. I'm still not completely con- convinced of, as a policeman, you know, you can, you, you, they have guns and they shoot people all the time, rightly or wrongly, you know, but you have to have a justifiable reason for killing someone. In, in in law enforcement, right? Oh yeah, not in real life. No, no, no. But like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, law enforcement, you have to have justifiable reason, right? Yeah, yeah. Due <clears> court, <throat> like, like if they if they're Scottish. Yes, exactly. Mm. It's south of the border, whatever mm. you want. Mm. There's a quarter of me twitching right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was I felt 
again, I felt a little uncomfortable at the end when you've got Danny Glover holding the other police off and basically shouting, like, Martin, Riggs, kill the fucker, kill him, break his neck. Yeah, break his neck, break his neck. And And I'm like, like, I'm not sure you're going to be able to defend that in court. (laughs) Yeah. Why didn't you stop the fight then? Yeah. Um, Well. Did you you arrest him? Was he a threat? No. There were 30 police officers, all fully armed, and a helicopter. Standing around watching it. But you still, yeah, you you all stood there and watched him break his neck. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, no one's coming out of that. The fact that there's a two, well, three, and four they didn't break, amazes me. They didn't break this. They didn't no, break he gives neck, it. No, no. Yeah, yeah, Still, yeah, he, he makes him pass out. Yeah, he stands up and then and then they, they shoot, shoot him. him. So I was like, could have been shot in the legs. Could have been shot. Well, you know, <clears throat> yeah. by the by, mm. but um, that that's that, that's the Hollywood thing. Like the baddies have to be killed. You know, if Batman yeah, yeah, can yeah. kill the Joker in '89, or uh, you know, drop some dynamite down a clown's pants in Batman Returns. Then, um, then so I'm I, sure I, they can shoot him. They can shoot a buddy in '87. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. There's, also, there's a big. There was a big controversy over the Joker dying in '89, though, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, I still, I'm still convinced, and this is completely off topic. <laughs> yeah, Because yeah. you know the whole Batman kill thing. I've watched it, and I do love the Burton uh, Batman films. Yes. Um, yeah, totally. I'm not. I still don't think that the bat that that Batman kills the Joker. The Joker sort of killed. Oh well, aging architecture and um, the Joker's own decisions <clears throat> killed the Joker. Yeah, because he's on the ladder, he's hanging off the ladder, and you know, B- uh, Batman fires his rope gun, and part of it wraps around the Joker's leg, part of it wraps around a gargoyle. Right? If he let go of the ladder, he would just fall and swing hanging on that gargoyle. Right? Mm. So he's just trying to stop him from getting away. The Joker hangs on, the helicopter pulls up, and the gargoyle, gargoyle after hundred or however many years of being there, mm. breaks off. And then the weight of the the stone is what pulls back, uh, the Joker off the ladder down, you know, to be killed. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, lethal weapon. <laughs> back, to, back to lethal weapon. <laughs> another topic, another podcast. That's another podcast, another podcast. definitely. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, yeah, it's and, a great uh, film. The chemistry between the whole cast is really good. It makes me want to watch the sequels. You know? I've got the Blu-ray box set, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. have brought it down. It's now sat in the room, and I'm like, over Christmas, I think I am going to watch yeah. the other ones. Well, they're all good, though. They're all good. Even number four is good. Yes, I would. I've got to be honest. There's not. There's not a weak sequel. I think they're all equally good as mm. films because mm. they tell the story of the relationship between the two, and also they age throughout it, and they address the fact they're aging. It's not like. Um, someone like Expendables and they have 10 years between the films you know and they, they still act as if it's the same time or whatever yeah. you know yeah, yeah I, know, to- I know what you mean I totally agree I know what you mean um, no I agree they, they do a- age is a, is a big part of it oh, Kurt Russell there we are there's um, mm. you know the Escape from New York and Escape from LA yeah and it's kind of like the same same time period and you, yeah. know, you can clearly see it isn't you know and... he's not as fast he's not as yeah he's not as chiselled yeah um <laughs> um Oh, there you go. I actually watched it today. Uh, another example of buddy cop films, Tango and Cash. You know, mm. uh, is uh, eighty nine. I think eighty nine. Um, that clearly. Oh, it's a great film. Yeah, yeah great Cash. film. Great film. But that clearly pays. Is is Isn't taken Kurt, off Kurt, this. Kurt Russell. Like that. He is, and he's amazing. No, was you Home Alone today by any chance? I was. <laughs> <laughs> Whole roll of Kleenex. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna check the stock exchange to see if Kleenex, yeah. Kleenex yeah. has gone up. Um, but no, yeah, I agree that the the the, the, the Lethal Weapon franchise um, is 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 one of the stronger ones. I yeah, think totally. All, I, I think I find all four films incredibly watchable. They need to make number five. 
Well, this is the thing. Like they've they've gone to a TV show, mm. you know. Um, and what they what they, what they you know I, what I, I haven't seen yet. Um, but I started watching it, mm. and uh, and I went right. It's not Mel Gibson. It's not so Danny Glover. So do you think this is something that you know? Could they ever reboot if they forget the TV show? Yeah. All right. Could they reboot Lethal Weapon with new actors? Well, they will. There's yeah. no, no two ways about it. They will. But yeah. They shouldn't. Right. They should leave it alone. What what makes what makes Lethal Weapon Lethal Weapon is is Mel Gibson and Danny Glover's portrayals. Yes, totally agree. And, and Joe Pesky as well. When you know when, when he comes in later, the second later. one. He comes in the second one. Yeah, I mean you know it's that's what the thing though. I think like one of the like you say about the cast actually and about the story being told, mm. they add to it throughout. Yeah. And then by the end film, it's that sort of like you know why can't we be friends? It's all about family and stuff like that, and it is because they do grow as a family, and each film adds a new character that then becomes part of that character so you get like you know well, yeah, Mel- Riggs joins the Murtaugh family then Joe Pesci joins in two yeah. uh, Joan Allen not Joan Allen what's her name uh, Rene Russo joins in three and then Chris Tucker uh, joins in in useless, four yeah. um, but the, so, yeah, the thing about it is, is that by the time number four comes around you know Riggs is, is, is screwed you know he's, he's, he's not the man he used to be mm. too old for this yeah, shit he's too old for this shit and he does say it in yeah, number four he does. doesn't he yeah. he says I'm too old for this shit and, and it's all sort of like they're winding it down, you know. They're not mm. as they're not as quick as they used to be. They're not as agile as they used to be. And he's calm and he's a little bit more tame and everything. So it it does. It's a development. It's a story that develops over time. Yeah, uh, that's what happens. No, you're right. I think it's a solid franchise. Yeah. Okay. So uh, out of ten, what would you give Lethal Weapon out of ten? Nine. Nine. Yeah, definitely. Solid nine. nine. Solid nine. I'm probably going to go an eight point five for Lethal Weapon. Um, just because of how, no, I don't want to say disappointed, but I think watching it with a critical eye this time, there were a couple of things I was a bit more like, uh, yeah, that fi- like the final fight is a bit disappointing. But think about the t- first time you saw it. I, I think you're right. I think if I, yeah, the first time I saw it, it's a nine. Yeah. You know, everything from Mel Gibson's crazy portrayal doing the drug thing at the beginning, um, and like I say, just Danny Glover. Protecting his family, like being a father, like going nuts and just trying to. Like, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, you're right. All right I, I can be swayed. I'll go with the nine. Yeah, I think it's right. Because, I mean, the problem is is that we'll never get full marks in anything we review because mm. we're, we're looking at it from for the second time. Unless this yeah. is a film we haven't seen before, like Alien 2. Yeah. You know. Uh, but, but we look at it from a critical from a critical eye which means we'll downplay it somewhat but I, was, mm. I think back to the way it made me feel the first time I saw it. It's a very good point. And, uh, and I think, yeah. I think a nine. Most definitely a nine. It's definitely a film I would recommend as an alternate Christmas film. Like, oh yeah, totally. You know, and one of the things we're going to cover later on, which I haven't mentioned, is he's a five five alternate Christmas films. You know, what would be the best five alternate Christmas films? I've got hmm. some. I've got a list here we can discuss. Hmm. Okay, so we both agree that this is a high a high bar lethal weapon. Right? Yep. So this is an early entry for Shane Black, and he he's entered in quite a high bar. What do you do prior to this? Do you know? Um, I don't think he did a great deal. I think this was his first feature. Okay. Um, so then we move a couple of years into the future. Okay. And we move to... Now I think this is going to be a bit more controversial from what you were saying off, off before before we started recording. Oh, I didn't say anything. Okay. Yeah, well, you were from what you were, you were inferring. inferring. Yeah. Last Boy Scout. Mm-hmm. The Last Boy Scout, 1991. Um, Bruce Willis uh, as Joe Hellenbeck. And Damon Wayans as Jimmy Dix. This is pre-Die Hard or post-Die Hard? Post-Die Hard. Really? Uh, Die Hard is 89. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. And that is something I find... Yeah, there is something about that, actually. Mm. 
Um, well, no, let's start with you. So, let, go on. So, last Boy Scout, what, what were your thoughts? When was, you know, you, you know, you, you watched this with your wife, Ruth, and mm. was this the first time you seen it? Like, is this, is this if for, when did you first see it, or is it? Um, it was it. Uh, well, I saw it quite a while ago, mm. uh, but I can't remember that much about it. It hasn't got. This is no lethal weapon. It hasn't got the exposure of it. You know, it's dark. Sort of, yeah, it's 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 a very very dark with slim elements of humour. Very slim. Mm, this is yeah. This yeah, is a much darker film than lethal yeah. weapon. And it's a a thinking film. Mm. I didn't enjoy it. Really? Yeah. I got to be honest. I wanted to enjoy it, mm. but I didn't enjoy it. And I, and I think that's down to. A few factors, I think, you know. Um, it just wasn't. It just wasn't what I anticipated it to be. I'm sure I saw it years ago. I'm absolutely positive I saw it years ago, but I don't know if I saw it all. Mm. I just see there's certain things I seem to remember in the film. I go, oh, this, this is all familiar. Yeah. But I'm, and if that happens, if something goes, oh, this is familiar, then I know that it wasn't that memorable enough to yeah. remember. So it's kind of yeah. like already sends alarm bells. But I found myself wanting something to happen. Okay, it's it's a Can slow start. No, no, oh, it's, it's a slow burn. Yeah, it's a, it's it's definitely. And I'm going to say again. Well, no, we're going to say again. I think this is this is not a uh, full balls out action film, is it? This is again that there's, there's no. This is this is this is Lethal Weapon, but darker. Yeah, really. Exactly. I think there's. there's a, I, well, that, without being the, the buddy cop movie, but I mean, you look at Martin Riggs's character in Lethal Weapon. You look at uh, Bruce Willis's character in Last Boy Scout. Pretty much the same character. I agree. No, and that's and that's one of the things I really noted from this. I think this is like a, almost like a more pessimistic redemption story. Mm. Lethal Weapon is is. Really, is Riggs' redemption story? It's bringing him back from the edge. Yeah, you know him finding a family and finding a reason to to go on. This again, it's it's a redemption story, but it's really dark, really pessimistic. More like more you know noir than mm. the, than, than the thingy. It's uh, very comic book, isn't it? In a way, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, mm. think this is, I think the thing is remember as well that um, you know. Um, Lethal Weapon, not only was it you know, written by uh, Shane Black, um, produced by, uh, directed by uh, Richard Donner, Superman 2, Richard Donner. So you've got that sort of like, uh, produced by Joel Silver and directed by Richard Donner. Very high class, high budget, got that sheen, trying to get, like you said, inoffensive action film, trying to you know attract mm. as big an audience as possible. I feel that, like I say, Last Boy Scout is allowed to be a bit more gritty. Mm. It's allowed to be grittier, um, and is like I say, I think it's less. It's got lower budget. Um, I like it because of that. Okay. There's a pessimism to this film, um, but it also brings up. I was pessimistic watching yeah. it, you know. But um, you know, the, the the problem with the problem with it, it was is that the random bad guys. Mm. That that was that was that was that's what. I think that's what got to me more than anything else. It was random bad guy number mm. one, random bad guys number two, random. Oh the who the flicking hell are these? You know, it's like plume to flume. Yeah, I get the feeling, and I don't know if this is the case. It would probably I'd probably have to look to it. It almost feels like this was written before Lethal Weapon. So like he's almost you know like yeah, almost yeah. Like someone's I, gone I've, Lethal Weapon's a six. What else have you got in your drawer? Yeah. Oh, I've got this. 
yeah it doesn't strike me as a as a yeah Progression. that's a very good point actually retrospectively if i think about it now i think that uh, yeah you're probably quite right on that i think he's probably had a load of shit left in the drawer and he just went i've got this someone's knocked on his door and gone what else you got because lethal weapon was really successful um so but you're right i mean hmm. i mean all all the uh, all the bad guys they've all got ticks yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, one of them scratches his neck and likes to use big words. One calls him Joseph and, uh, you know, all that sort of thing. The one in the alley as well. The one with the glasses the, in the, the alley. The big black guy, yeah. the, uh, the basically Haitian to- dude. Token, token black guy. Yeah, who yeah, dies. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he exactly. doesn't die. He just leaves him in, in, in a puddle of pain. He dies. I mean, that guy's yeah, bleeding out on the floor. I saw him in another film. He's fine. <laughs> Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. I, you know, but there's a there's a level of pessimism they, just for they, they just turn up though. Yeah, they yeah. just turn up. They're just like all of a sudden it's like, and they know guys. where they are all the time. Yeah, and it's like, well, what, what? This is before yeah. GPS, before internet. What the hell? You know what's going on? Yeah, and they just turn up, and it's like, oh, that please. is a really good point. Actually, that is a really good point. I I think this film is again like Lethal Weapon is carried by its main cast, um, and in this case, I would say that. They're not as good. No, I don't think. I don't like. I don't think there was any chemistry between them. I, I don't. I, I, mean, I don't. I, would I don't think there is. I think there is. It's really? not. It's not Gibson Glover. Level oh no, no. I, you wouldn't expect shot. it. Different kind yeah, yeah, yeah. of you know relationship. Um, but I quite like the friendship between them. And this watching it this time. Is it Damon? Damon? Damon Wayne's. I don't. Yeah. I don't see. I'm around. not a big fan of the Wayne's brothers when they did all the spoofs. There's a couple. I don't yeah. like. I don't like the 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 horror ones they did. But there's like, don't be a menace to society in South Central mm. LA, which is that, that's quite funny. Um, but the uh, I don't know the friendship between them, the bubbles between them is you know, um, is, I'd quite like. I'd have liked to have seen a follow up to this. Uh, what them doing another investigation as private detectives? Don't you, don't you think the Last Boy Scout is not explained though why it's called the Last Boy? Do you think that's a, a, a thrown away title though? It's yeah, I mean, because it's, it's touched on it's very briefly. Be, it's supposed to be. There's a single throwaway line, yeah, where the, where he talks about being prepared and being a Boy Scout, and it's literally gone. I I think again, mm. it's um, either right. Mm. It's like you said, it's a thinking film. Either it's got some deep meaning, right? Yeah. Uh, in the sense of. Um, uh, you know, he was a CIA agent, or he was one of the Secret Service agents, or something like that. That basically got you know screwed over, but he's kept that moral which, compass. Which again is not really explained. You have these flashback scenes, and then when you, if I, if you were to get, if I was to put that on my on my on my my editing software, right, mm. and edit back all the flashback scenes, it wouldn't make sense. No, the flashbacks don't add up. I you agree know, with that. Just like I get, I get the gist of what's gone on. It's to yeah. do with that senator that with the big teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who's all part? Them. Yeah, who's part of this whole um, sporting uh, gambling conspiracy? But he punched but, him, and then he saved him, and it's like. Yeah, but there's a difference so between. Which one is it? But that's Come that's because the boy scout. He doesn't want the. You know, he's not going to allow someone to be killed because But he's yeah, it's a little bit, grey. But then again, like you say, so is it that? Is it got some deep meaning about him being that sort of like having that moral compass, or is it like it just sounds cool? But I don't. Th- I think a film of an action film. I don't want an action film to test my mind too much. I don't want no, to no, think no, no, too no. much about it. You know, I mean, if I want a film to test my mind, I watch like Inception. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't mean which, which you know, and that's that's a <laughs> thing. That's a film that you guys go what what. But as Last Boy Scout, I found myself saying that, and I shouldn't be. And it's like it's it's an it's an action film. It's a plain out 
black and white action film. Yeah, it very, is very noir esque. It's more noir. Yeah, and I, I and you know, um, going it, back, it's and noir, I but in a more in a more modern time as well. Though, yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's old fashioned in its filmmaking and its style, but it's set in a modern time. I think the thing is, these are not. I think we need to be clear now. I think these are not all-out action films. These are not Commando. These aren't these. These are modern detective stories. These are... Yeah. I, I'm thinking these are more like... This is more like a Sam Slade um, Maltese Falcon. An update of something like the Maltese Falcon or, you know, one of those 40s noir gangster films. That's more what this is than an action film. I yeah, think. I think I think I agree with you as a gangster film. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. That's what I think this is. And I agree yeah. with you about the bad guys popping up. But th- at its heart, this is a this is a... A gumshoe private detective story. Mm. Who, you know, he's, he is Sam Slade. He's, he's an out and out. He's a bit of a bum. If you touch me again, I'll kill you. Yeah, well, he, he follows through on his promises. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? So. Um, yeah, he's a, li- he's a little. Why, bit why do they keep him alive? I don't understand it. It's a James Bond theory again, isn't it? Is that James Bond sort of like problem? Is that you put Mr. Bond into a room? Well, they were going to frame he, oh. him. They were going to frame him for killing. No, they needed him alive. Because they're going to frame him for killing the senator. Because the senator's basically taking the money, or asking for oh, too yeah, much yeah, yeah. money. They were going to the gun. Yeah, and also as well is that you know his fingerprints on the gun of shooting that cop at the scene, right? Yeah, the gun is his own gun, which is registered to him, is thrown out the window. So and then at the end of the film, they just kind of no one mentioned. It's not mentioned again. Yeah, it's like oh, so you fine. didn't so you didn't kill that police officer earlier. No, oh, all right, I don't, no worries. Right. We'll take, we'll take your <laughs> word for that. Over. No worries. That's fine. Um, do you want to go look after my daughter for me? Yeah, you know, that sort of thing. I wonder. I wonder if it's a sign of the times. And again, I say like you know, mm. um, I've, I've got in my head. I think like the early nineties is um, well, the late eighties and early nineties. There was a period when things were you know they were trying to make things grittier. Yeah. You know, we, we'd sort of turned away from the bombast and the the, the loud colours of the eighties. And I think things were becoming grittier. Like I said, the, the whole grunge scene was taking off. Heavy metal was going in a different direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, even in comics, like you know, you've had like um, uh, Dark Knight Returns, Watchmen, all this other stuff. This feels to me like a, a, another. I'm not, I don't want to say casualty. This is another um, example of things trying to be grittier in the nineties. If this film was made, if this film was made ten years earlier, you'd have had Eddie Murphy. This film's very similar to Four Eight Hours in many ways. It's that you know the, the clashing buddy personalities, um, but this would have had a lot more humour in it yeah. if it was made like say I'd even say five years earlier. Mm. I think the, the, one 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 bit in the film going back right towards the beginning is when he turns up in his he's sleeping in his car, mm. yeah, and then you think, oh right, so he's a, he's like a you know a private dick that sleeps in his car, and he goes, oh, oh hang on, no, no, he's he's got a wife. Right, so he's he's at home now, and then he goes, oh, someone someone is here because the toilet seat has been mm. left up and not put down. Let me ask you a question: Do you pull the toilet seat up every time you go to the toilet? No, I pee all over the place. There so you go. Up Thank the walls, across the mirror. There's a plot hole right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, if that's a very well disciplined man, and if a very very well disciplined man like that is shagging my wife. Good luck to you. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're a better man than I am. <laughs> to be fair, and I know, right, this is the thing, though, and I actually, this is the a problem I've had with this film yeah. for a long, long time, is maybe the guy's hung like a horse, I don't know, but I'll be honest, early 90s Bruce Willis, all right, he's shabby Bruce Willis, he's still better looking than the other bloke. <laughs> I know the other bloke <laughs> like is like, was like a tubby middle-aged guy with a big moustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his, his wife is quite hot. She is. 
like, yeah, I I struggle to picture that in my head. You know, when you sort of go, he's he's not shagging her. That does not work at no, all. No, it, no did, chance. It, it did not play for me. That bit does not play for me at all. Um, was, I like his thing though. He's like head or gut. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh come on, he's like, head or gut. He's like gut. Punches him in the gut. I quite like that. That's uh, I'm gonna try that work. <laughs> Something that's going my way. Head or gut. See how long that lasts. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, 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 I'd, I'd probably say something like uh, chair or kendo stick. <laughs> yeah. You know, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Chair or thumbtacks. Yeah. What? what do you prefer? Just, just follow me. <laughs> yeah. Chair or Barbie. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, he's, he, it's, it's bittersweet, isn't it? When she, because she runs out of the house, the car blows up. Mm. She runs out of the house, and is she yelling for? She thinks it's Bruce Willis that's been blown up until. But it's not his him. car. No, no, but oh, she she doesn't she just seen the she's just heard the explosion, and um, so you she's know running down there, yeah, with her legs dripping, you know, yeah, just well, you, you may have moist. To, <laughs> I think we need to edit that with that. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I will edit out the word moist. moist. <laughs> um, her legs dripping. Um, no, I I think yeah that she the the wife in this is a little confused. I find the relationship a little confusing strained he, yeah he's obviously been kicked out of the secret service he's taking it badly he's become a private detective and he's struggling to cope with that failure i think he considers himself a failure that's why i think that this is a redemption story this is him being able to come to terms with that and you know knowing he can actually do some good mm. um it takes you know i mean go to therapy surely it's better yeah. than than doing all this but um yeah i i, I really like this film actually i i, I it's it's a film I do go back to quite a bit. Um, I think part of it because I like the pessimism. The one thing I'll say is though, about- see that doesn't fill me with any confidence about you and these podcasts, you know, because I, uh, because you, you know you go back to this film, right? Which is fair. Okay, fair enough. But you bought the extended edition of <laughs> Superman, Batman versus Superman on Blu-ray. And you told uh, me that how much you hated the film. I hate the. F- I, uh, we're going to cover this. Every, we're going to cover this every bloody show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A moment. I will so, say so this. Though. When, oh, you, no, no. when a guy like that, when a guy like you buys that Blu-ray after after phoning me, I think we had a conversation <laughs> on the phone about how much you hated the film and you bought it. And now you're saying that you weren't the last Boy Scout because you keep going back to it. It's like, like come on. I I, I I enjoy this film. I find there's some elements of humour. Uh, the thing I'll say about Bruce Willis is though, yeah. you know, we said about Mel Gibson actually being surprisingly being a good actor. Who would you who would you cast if he wasn't Mel Gibson? If he wasn't um, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Okay, let's 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 put this film now. Let's make remake this film now. Okay, with the exact with, you know the exact Ooh. same. Oh, that's difficult. Uh, who would I do it with now? Because do you like this film because of who's in it, or do you like this film because of the story? Because no, oh right, yeah, yeah, you got a point. I like this film because of. I like this film because I like I do like the script. Uh, the story, the plot is mm. I don't give a monkey's about. I'm not you know I don't really follow. It's American very football. it's a very it's a very thin, thin plot. Thin that's it's, and confusing plot. It's I, I actually like it. It's a nostalgia. I think a big part of it is the nostalgia thing. If we were to do an honest trailer about this, right? Oh, you could we would kind of, we would kind of go um uh, there's the random bed guy, yeah. random bed guy. Another random starring bad guy. random bad guy number one, <laughs> one starring random bad, random bad guy number two. Yeah, and and uh, something about money. Yeah, oh, and the senator, the senator, yeah. and 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 well, that's it, folks. Well, I think like you say, oh, and he killed a cop. Oh no, he didn't. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. if you're gonna, if you're gonna do that, starring it's it stars it stars scruffy John McClane. Yep, because we were saying like Mel Gibson, 
is a surprisingly good actor, and watching mm. Lethal Weapon, you see he's actually got some nuance in that. Bruce Willis, although he cares, and I think he actually, you know, he brings that snark and, and sort of like, you know, snarky, uh, sarcastic charm that he has. In this, he's, he's, an un, he's an unshaven John McClane. There is no difference. This He looks... The, Joe Hallenbeck is John McClane from Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah, I can see that. There's no I difference. I, don't, I think it's Die well, Hard with a Vengeance could have been Last Boy Scout 2. <laughs> Quite possibly. But I think I think I think John McClane has more personality though. Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think he has more personality, yeah. I've just thought of something actually, and this is completely off the it's, it's another Christmas film. Is it me Die naked Hard. again? Because I told no. you I don't like talking about this on podcasts. <laughs> no, 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 don't worry, I'll, I'll keep that for off air. Okay. Um we talked about how um despite its you know, the 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 detective stories that, that is the lethal weapon, it's a it's a relatively positive progression. You know, the family grows and actually it's about people becoming adding people, you know, tolerating people like Joe Pesci. Die Hard and watching that is about the it's basically about the disintegration through um major events in someone's life. Die Hard. The, the Die Hard franchise is yeah, about yeah, some yeah. is about a guy's life falling to bits. Oh yeah, it's so as, as in complex, Lethal Head yeah. Lethal Weapon, it gets bigger and each one they sort of like you know, they get closer. It makes to you the think sort. that this guy is just fucking unlucky, really, to be honest with you. Or, or he's a dick. But like, say, both, yeah. you know, they're separated. Jinx. Yeah, they're separated in in you know at the start of Die Hard. Mm. They're back together by Die Hard Two, and but you know all throughout Die Hard Two, that's probably the the high point of his marriage. Yeah, yeah. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Um, he's a bum. He's a bum. He's a detective, but he's back in New York. He has uh, divorced, um, and you know he's been suspended. He's mm. he's a drunk, <laughs> and then you get four, which. You know, he's not talking to his kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, he ends up with the whole thing. Five, he ends up going to Russia to try and reconnect with his son, and he's a complete mess. And also, the acting gets worse. It's a, it's a, it's a. It's a, num- a number six coming out soon. Oh, don't it, no, no. I, I, I don't even acknowledge the last. Well, one, they're, they're, they're making it now, aren't they? I've no idea. I ignore it. Bruce Willis is just done straight to video crap these days. Um, the man does not care. Oh, yeah. Lethal Weapon, strong franchise. Die Hard, f- three, first three, very, very good. But then Four, eh, five, terrible. But then again, you know, you talk about the last Boy Scout, right? Mm. Last Boy Scout, end of last Boy Scout, what happens? He dances a jig. He dances a jig, but before he dances a jig, what happens? Uh, he kills the guy on, in the rafters lights thing. They have a fight. Yeah, yeah. End of Lethal Weapon. They have a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you see a pattern coming out? You know, this. That, see, I think Shane. I think Shane Black. I, there's. So what's just asking you a question? But mm. the um, what's the Christmas element with this film? Is there a Christmas element? It's just set film? at Christmas. All of these films are just set at Christmas. There so is he, no he Christmas. is. This is set at Christmas. I couldn't find anything to do with any reference to Christmas in it. No, if you watch it, there's decorations up. There's Christmas decorations up and all that. Could kind be of Hanukkah. Stuff. Well, it's the same time. Hanukkah's November. No, it's not. It's after. It's the twelve, 12 days of Christmas. Now it's Hanukkah. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's not Hanukkah. Mm. Um, How thick do I feel? Yeah. <laughs> not I Hanukkah. Could be completely Thanks, wrong. I was thinking yeah, about yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. But you know, it's, it's, it, the Shane Black just sort of sets a lot of his films. So do you think Shane, Shane Black had a miserable Christmas? 
Or he hates Christmas. Or I think like that. He, I just think he hates Christmas because I mean, like, yeah, Iron, he wrote and directed Iron Man three, and that's set at Christmas as well. I excluded it from this list because it's crap. <laughs> but okay, um, yeah, he's just got a thing for Christmas. You know about pes- you were talking about pessimism. And this being a darker film. Mm. I mean, let's talk. I mean, this film we talked about the, the opening of. Um, Lethal weapon. It opens with a woman falling out of a building, jumping out of a building. No, the, right? bra- the disappearing bra. The disappearing bra. The magician. Yeah. She's a magician. Right? And I, I can't comment on the other two films yet because I haven't seen them in a while, so I'll have to wait till we see Kiss Kiss Good Bang Bang and Long Kiss Goodnight. Mm. But um, um, this film opens with an American football player pulling a gun during a game. Oh, great sequence. Sh- yeah, yeah, shooting several guys and then killing himself. Um, what does he say when he. Isn't he life on? a bitch? And then, that's what he says? Yeah, I think something like that. And shoots himself. Yeah. It's an amazing sequence, but it really sets the scene for you like, wow, this is dark. Like, you've just seen a guy kill himself in front of, like, you know, thousands and thousands of people. So, it's... Have you ever read, like, uh, any of the, the um, um, detective stories from the 30s and stuff? Like, there's oh, yeah, pulp novels. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think this is. Like, forget like Lethal pulp, Weapon. Pulp type. Pulp, this pulp is a, fiction This is a pulp thing. fiction story. That's what I think this is. I think the best thing that it could have done, though, is they could have rehashed... Shane, Shane Black should have rehashed that beginning sequence. Mm. And, and gone boom, 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 boom. You know, well, the entire thing. Same, yeah, as, it, yeah. same as it is. And then the, 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 the footballer shoots his brains out. And then you flash up. Batman versus Superman extended version. <laughs> that way of long Blu-ray. Or you could do this. Yeah. You know. I, I I'm, still, I'm I just still, saying. No, I'm just no, putting no, that no, out right. there. I'm going to make you watch that one day. I haven't bought Suicide Squad Extended Edition. I mean, no, I won't be doing that because that was awful. Oh, was, I, oh <laughs> I liked Suicide Squad. I went to see um, it twice. Did you? Yeah, I really did. I thought it was. I thought it was entertaining. It was all right. It just. It, uh, I went. I, I, I struggled with it to be honest. By the end, I struggled. The last twenty minutes, I was having to hold myself in the seat because I was like, I will stay to the end, but I want to leave. There's an Easter egg. Um, hidden Easter egg on there, which I've got the the way of accessing. Oh, okay. Have you got the? D- have you bought the Blu-ray of it? Not yet. No, I will get. Okay, it. yeah. Um, which is just shows you the clips of Harlequin. So I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. Def- I'm Margot buy Robbie. It. Buy it. I'll watch it. Yeah. Um, we're going back to this. Sorry. Yeah. The other thing I love about this film, the thing, and I've actually since I've been, it's it's an earworm. It's been stuck in my head since I watched this the other night. Is that Friday night's a great night for football, which just opens the film. Oh, that's yes, and yeah, uh, yeah. opens it's like the opening of a, a football thing. Um, I used to, <laughs> well, Alex was like, What are you singing? and I was just I was singing it in the kitchen there. I was like, Friday night's a good, good night, night for, for football. football. She's like, What are you singing? You don't even like football, yeah. so yeah, good. Film. She, was, she was explaining that to me the other night when we were together. Oh, uh, okay, when your wife was giving birth, that's one, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, let's go to let's get to let's skip to the end then. Okay, so, cool. Lethal Weapon. We can edit both of them, but yeah, yeah. I think it's really appropriate for your podcast. No, uh, Lethal Weapon was nine out of ten. I think on both parts. What would you give Last Boy Scout? Three out of ten. Really? Yeah, I'd give it a three out of ten. And what, what other ones? <laughs> That's we... what we were giving Alien Two. Oh yeah, okay. Sula uh, Terra. I'm not going to argue with that. I'm not going to try and dissuade you. Uh, That's how you felt. I'm going to give it a four. Let's not be. I, you know, at the end of the day. It was at, at moments of entertainment. Would you go back and watch this film? No. Okay, that's fine. No, I, w- I wouldn't go back and watch it. I, 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 no. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of these things where I watched it because, 
I had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> but, also, be, so... but also as well, I, I watched it because Bruce Willis was in it. I mean, on paper, it looks good. It, yeah. But, but in, in reality, it's just full of... It, it was... I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm a Pulp Fiction type of person, you know. Not the film Pulp Fiction, mm. but I mean that thing. That, that sort of yeah, noir I style. I don't know if I, I find it a bit too drawn out. I think I probably want my... I think in a, I think you need to tell a story, mm. and the way the, the way in which you tell a story that appeals to my you know my pattern yeah, yeah, yeah. my way of thinking needs to be formalistic. So it needs to be a, a more a more um, fluent and linear kind of way. I'm really I'm really I'm going to be really intrigued to see what you think of um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, because that is I would say a more optimistic film. It's, mm. it's got le- it's, it's it's less dark than this. Um, but it's definitely a detective story. Yeah. So I'll be really interested to see what you think of that because I think it's a great film. But we'll get but, into but that I next have, show. I have no no problem with detective stories generally. Mm. I think my my issue with with um, uh, Last Boy Scout was the case of like it it just it took a long time to explain a small thing which became somewhat insignificant in the greater scheme of things. You mean the plot? <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's just like there was there, yeah it just seemed like all this shit happening in such i mean bruce willis you gotta be honest in the entire film bruce willis is is either the most luckiest man alive or the police force in that area really shit oh god yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know because yeah. i mean it's just like he's kind of a law into himself he's above the law in this and he's just like above the law and it's like Jesus really yeah there's running gun battles in the street at one point yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and uh, yeah that's never it's never really never mentioned he, he gets to walk out of a police station because uh, the police have really got it in for him like yeah, you say yeah, yeah. you do see the police in this quite they feature quite strongly yeah. and they, they, are, they have got it in for him but they can't seem to prove anything they can't seem to get anything on him yet he has had a running gun battle in the street He's had his car blown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's been involved in other car chases. He killed two people with C4. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? and uh, like, it's never mentioned again. Yeah. So it's your car. The VIN plates actually uh, uh, match the fact that it's your car. Um, it's got your registration plate, which we found all charred, but it's still mm. managed out. It's still your car registered to you. And there's two dead bodies next yeah. to it, and there's C4 in the trunk that was used to explode it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know anything about that. Okay, then off you go, then, Bruce. I'm, uh, I'm also, I'm also going to suggest. I don't think C four works like that. No, <laughs> it's it's an interesting one. Let's let's slam the they slam the boot down, didn't they? I, I have no idea, but it, I'm sure it doesn't work that way. No, um, but yeah, no, it, it's a, there are plot holes in this. It feels, and that's what I'm saying. I think I felt this was written before um, uh, Lethal Weapon because mm. it feels like a less polished story. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. It's not it's as polished as <clears throat> my shits, to be honest. With you. Well, I know. Yeah, I, 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 I don't I, like that. I agree. The the, the 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 plot. In fact, you you're tarnishing the film for me. But you're right. I mean, the plot is thin. Um, some of the characterizations are a little bit weak. What do you get out of the film? What do you get? What do you get when you watch the film? What do you get? Do you get a Do you get a sense like when you watch Lethal Weapon? You get a sense of like going, I was actually pretty entertaining. I'm yeah. pretty entertaining. Yeah, I'm yeah. enjoyed about that. You know, and I'd, well, I'd I'd watch I'd watch a second one of this. Whereas with with the end of, I uh, like pulp. The thing is, I like I think I like that kind of pulp fiction. But it's got nowhere to go it's, after the film, though. It's got nowhere. It's the story's been told. There's nothing. Nothing can go. Well, you think of just another adventures. You just go on another sort of like you know. You, you could just do another. You can't detective. go on another adventure with a football player. No, well, no, he becomes a private detective. They become a private detective team, and it becomes sort of like you know. Um, you know, Joe and Jimmy or Helen Beck and Dix. That's the sort of you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. Football it's player come come private detective. Exactly. I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay for one. Em. What do you say? Take, take my money. I would watch. <laughs> yeah. Last Boy Scout two should have been made. What do you represent to me in my divorce in court? What have you been? <laughs> used to be a chef. Used to be a binman. Oh right. Okay. You insisted <laughs> now. No, I just, I just did one case and I thought, well, what the hell. The thing is, I would say is like, you know, I, I, what, what do I get from this film? What do I get from it? I will say that um, I enjoy. I think I like the snarky charm of this film, um, and I. I do get something from it. I do find this film entertaining. It's I will admit it's not a great film, but I still find this film entertaining. Right. Okay. There are moments in this film that really make me laugh. Um, you know. So is it is it top shelf top shelf in your collection? Oh no 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 no. This it's isn't. Not a top, it's, it's not a top shelf film. It's not a top shelf film. This isn't even like I wouldn't. Yeah, it's not ten hundred. Is this, is it's this just, bottom shelf? Stick the sofa against it so no one sees you got it. No, it's not a bit, that far a bit, down. A bit like Batman versus Superman. Do you know what this film is? Yeah. This, <laughs> This film, I tell you, what this film is to me. Yeah. It is because I've watched it. I have watched it quite a few times. If I'm doing something else, right? Um, like, like at work. Yeah, it could be at work. <laughs> if you're at work, player in the house. It could. It's be. a great film, yeah. then, You know, I can do other things and have this one in the background, and I can if if I turn around, you know, and it's been ten minutes with it, I can go. Okay, well, I was there, and I was here. I know what's happened, and I can just enjoy it watching it that way or I can sit down and watch it all the way through okay um, I, I don't know the performances are okay Bruce Willis in this Bruce, stubbly Bruce Willis Bruce Willis has got like I think it's got like two performances right there's non stubbly Bruce Willis and then there is stubbly Bruce Willis so when he's when he's well, clean there's, shaven there's, there's moonlight in Bruce Willis as well which is yeah, that's pre uh, movie career yeah. isn't it so but that's you, it. That's, yeah. that's the three, the yeah, three faces the three. of Willis. And I would suggest that what he used in Moonlighting, he then used for Hudson Hawk. That Hudson oh, yeah, Hawk totally. is, is yeah, Moonlighting. moonlighting. Um, but Stubble, Stubble Bruce Willis. Great film, by the way. Hudson Hawk. I love Hudson Hawk. It is a good film. That's an underrated film. Yeah, oh, totally. Um, oh, we ain't got a barrel of money. Yeah. <laughs> just the entire we should have to sequence. review that. Oh, we should man. do a Bruce Willis re- uh, retrospective oh, at some totally, point. Totally, totally. Um, Stubble Bruce Willis is this... Yeah. Um, and it's the same character, right? This Die Hard with a Vengeance, yeah. Um, and then I'll go as far as Sin City. Okay. So the character he plays in that, the, the, Sin the, City the, is Last Boy Scout, basically. I think I think it's a the character he plays in that yeah. could have been totally. Joe Hollenbeck. Yeah, absolutely. So I agree with that. It's uh, but then clean shaven Bruce Willis is Die Hard One. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, have you seen the Siege? Yes, yeah, the Siege. You know, yeah, he's got yeah, those sort of like yeah, yeah. he plays a bit more stand up straight kind of thing. Um, uh, Last Man Standing. Last, Last Man Standing. That great film. That's a good film. That's mm. another underrated film. That's an underrated Bruce Willis film. But obviously, it's um, um, for a fistful of dollars. Yes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which is uh, obviously was a play on another Japanese film, I think. Um, okay. Which, yeah, so Jap- what, what, the Jap- Japanese films is fistful of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where it was. <laughs> I'm going to edit out any sort of like trace racism in this podcast. Yeah. Okay, so you gave it four. Did you? Did I give it a four. Did? I'm going to give it a four because okay, yeah, four. it's not on the on the part of Alien. Um, you no, know. I'm going to give this a seven. Wow. To me, this is still a seven. Um, wow. That yeah, because you said, "How does it make you feel when you first saw it?" And this is sort of like you said, you say it was forgettable. And in this case, you were like, eh. "I wouldn't say it's forgettable." I just but, think it's not something I'd return to. I wouldn't forget yeah. it. For me, you know, the, oh, there's a, yeah, there's a nostalgia with I this mean, film. I mean, I was married once. Yeah, I never forget that. I never go back to it. But I'll never but, forget but, it. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those. It's a fair, it's a fair, fair shout. So, okay, 
give it four. I'm going to give it seven. I, I'm going to stand by seven. I think so. Just out of curiosity, so going back to both films, then, um, what do you think these guys, these two films, have got on IMDb? Lethal Weapon, IMDb score. What do you think? Uh, seven point nine. Seven point six. Oh, not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Last Boy Scout. About a two. Six point nine. Wow. Okay. So, I I know I completely agree why people I can completely see why people get it and mm. people like it. It's just not my bag. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can know, see that. I, I just, can see why. I can see know, why this I, isn't for everyone. Yeah, I, I need could, I need I need I need more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need more. Yeah, you know. So that is the first two mm. of our Shane Black Christmas retrospective. Interesting conversation. I mean, I, mean, I was fascinated. It's been fascinating to see your opinions on those films actually I'm glad we both like Lethal Weapon yeah interesting discussion around uh, um, Last Boy Scout cool. so can I can I put my clothes back on now you can why do you insist that, I, that I'm naked when I do these podcasts because if I feel the urge to oil you up I, you know it's yeah. easier um, but next week then uh, next show we are going to be doing um, Long Kiss Goodnight uh, well which, that's, that's, that's only when you leave <laughs> <laughs> Which is a buddy pairing between Gina Davis and Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, the love when Gina Davis didn't look like a trout. Yes. Yeah. 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 She's terrible. Yeah. Have you seen the face? What she's done to her face? She was such a pretty woman. Yeah. Well, she was a model, wasn't she? Oh, she's gorgeous. Uh, Steven Seagal's missus, wasn't it? Was she? Was she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll have to discuss that next time. Yeah, I'm sure it was, she was a Gina Davis. Steven Seagal's missus. Yeah, I'm sure it was. No, yeah. no, no. She's Rainy Harlan. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean. Um, so that's sort of mid 90s mm. and then we're breaking our rule because we are jumping into the 21st century but we're also going to cover Kiss Kiss Bang Bang which Samuel, is Samuel Jackson oh no, no um, Robert Downey Jr's Robert Downey Jr. first film after his dalliances um, and uh, Val Kilmer the late great yeah the late great he's very good in this so um, well, I say we're going to cover those he's not dead yet is he Val Kilmer no he's, but his acting career is <laughs> <laughs> So right. I'll accept that. But before we go, I thought this episode um, uh, we're going to do a top five, and then next week we're going to do a top five. This week I want to do alternate Christmas films. Right. And okay. Then, and then next week, to end on a high note, ready for festivities, I think we'll do our proper festive films. So okay. The top five festive films, and we can discuss them. So I've got five here, and I'm going to throw them out, and you can you can say yay or nay, and then you can throw some ideas my way as well. Okay. okay. We'll probably match on a few of them actually. I imagine. Yeah, I'm sure we will because there's a couple that are just standard. So I'm going to go with with the top one. Okay. This is why we consider it to be the top alternate Christmas film. All right, and everyone says it's the best Christmas film that's not a Christmas film. It's Die Hard, totally sticking with Bruce Willis. Oh, totally fine. It, it, it's it from, from a from a creative standpoint. Yep. To to write to write a film or to write a story based in one location. Mm-hmm. Seemingly one of the hardest acts anyone can do as a as a as a writer. Yep. Uh, it's easy to write, but it's hard to keep it interesting. Mm. And Die Hard is the epitome of a of a fantastically well made film. It's such a well-structured film. Oh, it's fantastic. There's a book. There's a book to Die Hard as well. Well, no, it's ba- this is inter- it's based on a book. Die Hard is based well, on a yeah. book. But the but, go on, sorry. No, no, it's based on. So weird. This is a little tidbit for you. Mm. Um, it's based on a book called Roderick Thorpe. Yep. Uh, called Nothing Can Nothing Will Last Forever. Um, it was a sequel to another book called The Detective. Oh, I didn't know that. No. Right. So the detective was also made into a film in the late sixties, okay. and starred uh, Frank Sinatra as the John McClane role. 
Oh, wow. And a, a, Frank Sinatra was, was actually called John McClane. I don't think it was called John McClane in the film, because he's not called John McClane in the book, so the name was changed. Did he sing yippee ki motherfucker? Because that would have been really that, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in a real sort of like lounge way. Yeah. yippee ki motherfucker. motherfucker. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, so apparently at one point, when they were looking back, because the books have got a distance between them, yeah. the, the second, the follow-up, actually has an ageing character this detective character is elderly or is getting on and uh, they actually turned to i think they were considering frank sinatra at one point this film was gonna be made a lot earlier in the 80s mm. and they were looking to actually use an aging frank sinatra to to play the role thank god they didn't frank sinatra jumping off a building would have been well impressed by that yeah you know <laughs> yeah that wouldn't have happened but but if he would have did it, he would have did it his way <laughs> yeah you know um so yeah, I Die Hard, excellent film. Oh, I think and it's a great film, and he's always in my and, in my rotation. And not actually considered to be a Christmas movie by most people. When actual fact, that's exactly what it is. It's well, he's coming back, a Christmas he's, movie. He's, he's coming home for Christmas. Of course he is. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that's Mind number you, I've one. Seen, saw his wife. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't come home for Christmas for his wife. Seriously, yeah. Holly yeah. McLean, Holly yeah. Gennaro. Yeah. I forget the woman's name, but yeah, she, I'd nail her. Mm. Um. Okay. Have you got one you're throwing, or shall I, shall I get the next one? I think, um, top of my head, this mm-hmm. is Gremlins. Yeah, I, on my list. That's what I've got. It's on your list as well? It's on my list. I love Gremlins. Okay. I love Gremlins. It's, it was it was a film that it, terrified it is a Christmas, me. Again, it's a Christmas film again. Yeah, yeah, totally. It totally you know. is a Christmas film. And, 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 and a, a brilliant, brilliant Christmas film as well. Mm. Um, it, Joe Dante. Yeah. Uh, and, and Chris Columbus. Yeah, Chris Columbus. Absolutely, what a good collaboration it was, yeah, yeah. you know. And 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 uh, I think it stands the test of time. Oh, it stands up. I, I, Do you know I, why it stands up? Practical effects. Everything done by hand, not by CGI. Yeah, yeah. they're puppets. Nah, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's why it stands up so well. It's all in screen. It's all there. Mm. Um, you know, even the little chunkier bits still look really good. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, excellent Christmas film. Excellent Christmas film. Cool. Um, I agree with that one. I agree with that. I'll tell you what, I shall tell a story. Okay. Uh, I remember watching this as a kid um, in the late 80s. This obviously came out in 84, 85, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I watched a bit later. Run of a scene times Ghostbusters. Yes. Big big Trouble, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, so around that time, mid 80s. I watched this film and it, uh, it scared me so much I went to bed and lying on my pillow and you know you get the pulse in your ears mm. right? it's game I could feel the pulse in my ears but more than that, I could hear the pulse in my ears and I thought it was footsteps in my bedroom and I was convinced that gremlins were creeping into my bedroom oh my god and, what did uh, you do uh, I got out of bed and went to see my parents when I was like whatever age I was wow. and they were I'm like surprised, I'm surprised you're here today you know I mean uh, well, well, um, that was last night yeah that was yes it was yeah yeah it was uh, following my uh, 35th birthday yeah yeah <laughs> um but no, yeah, I love this film. And again, this is a great film. There's this got you talk about dark. You talk about dark for uh, uh, Last Boy Scout. Gremlins is a dark film. Yeah, there are yeah, moments totally. of really dark humour. And uh, what's her face? What's her name? Um, Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates' uh, monologue. Oh man, it's just yeah. People complained about that. Oh, it kills the pace of the film. No, not at all. I love it. No, I no, no, I think it's, it's great. An, it's I an amazing it's great. piece. It's. Because it's it's not supposed to be taken serious. It's, mm. it, it's a joke, isn't it? I mean, that's without being horrific. It's that sort of thing of like, why are you talking about this now? Like we've got, yeah, yeah, we've got yeah, more yeah. important things to do. Um, yeah, 
Oh yeah, great film. Great, great, great choice. Okay, I'm mm. gonna throw one out then. Throw one out. Batman Returns. Interesting choice. It's completely set at Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, um, they even they even uh, have a, um, a tree light tree light ceremony. Yeah. And all that kind of thing in the film. Yeah. Um, it's a great film. I, I I'm really big on the Burton Batman films. You know, I'm a huge Batman fan. I'm a huge comic book fan. I'm a real geek in that area. And I get that, like Batman kills people in the films, that kind of thing. It's a what if world for me, mm. but it's so stylish. Mm. It's a beautiful film to watch on Blu-ray. That film. No, that's fair enough. You've, have you seen it? Have you? What's your opinion of Batman Returns? No, I love you? it. I love yeah. it. I think it's a great film. I think it's dark. I think it's the way Batman should be. Mm. I think it's a, a, a very different slant from the first film. You know, from the from the mm. from the, Keat, the Keaton uh, thing, and I think it's it stands alone in that series of the run of Batman films. Yeah, yeah. I think it stands alone right up until the Burton verse. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I think it's a fantastic film. The one thing I will say about this film, though, is um, Gotham City is supposed to be a sprawling metropolis. It's yes. supposed to be a New York kind of size city. Whether it was budgetary or because it was on a soundstage, mm. it does not look sparse yeah, <laughs> in this film. It does. I think it was. It was done mostly in this country, wasn't it? I think it was, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Pinewood or one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are scenes in this film where they're making some like big announcement, like when the penguins doing his mayoral speech well, and there's like four people and a, and a kid that have come to see him. It, it looks a little sparse. Well, the first Batman they did was in Elstree. Oh, was because it? the the set where the Joker lands on the concrete, mm. they kept that set up. And when oh, really? I, when I was at Elstree doing some shit, some shit down there in Bournemouth, yeah. um, they were showing us around some of the stages, and there, there was the set. So we was wow. all, we was all able to lay in Jack Nicholson's <laughs> things. So it was like, oh man, this is quite cool. I mean, Jack, I'm, that's I'm laying really Jack cool. Nicholson's things. So that's quite cool. So I yeah. think it probably would have been at Elstree as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're, they're most likely then. Most likely. Yeah. Um, but I I I listened to the the. The Danny Elfman soundtrack mm-hmm. to that film—that's a Christmas put on. I put pop that on as well um, every year. I love that film. Okay, what else? Mm-hmm. Go on. Any others you've got? So we've got three so far. We've agreed. We think we've agreed on these. But you've got what, what else would you say? Um, gosh, uh, it's a tough one, isn't it? See, because there's so many I can think of that are actual. Uh, it's Christmas where do you draw films. the line between yeah. an alternative Christmas film and a Christmas film? Well, we've had Die Hard as a Christmas film. I see. I'd say Labyrinth. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because Labyrinth is set around the Christmas time because they 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 um the parents go for a Christmas to the Christmas ball. Mm-hmm. So it's all set around that time. And ah. then if you think about the film Labyrinth, yeah, there's lots of elements of it, like the snowdrops. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, know, yeah, in, yeah. In the ball at the yeah, end, yeah. you know. That, that and it, so there's lots of elements there of 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 Christmas type of subliminal things there. A great film, and I think that's to me that screams Christmas. Yeah, yeah. You know, Labyrinth does. It's got real. Yeah, there's the colour scheme and the lavishness yeah. of parts of it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really. And the um, autumn winter type of yeah going on and the leaves on the floor and stuff. So no, it's very very out there. It's a very no no no. I love thing. it. Good choice. I think I'd say that another film that. Um, I think is is I don't know if it's if it's cult film these days, but um, again I've got it on Blu-ray and and when you watch it stands the test of time, practical effects. Mm. Some of the puppets in that, mm. Ludo in that film. Yeah. 
He's awesome. There's a couple of dodgy ones when the fox is riding the, you know, uh, the dog and stuff. But yeah, yeah. But, well, I mean, you can be forgiven. Yeah. Know? And the, but, um, one of the greatest, one of the greatest villains. Yes. You know, who Bowie's is, penis is is. <laughs> well, you know, the thing, the whole thing about it is the fact that Jareth is 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 sexy, a villain, and he's the Stone Cold Steve Austin of the eighties. Yeah, t- oh, you get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he that. is, he is, he is an awesome. He is, a, you know, I'm a huge but he's, Bowie fan. Yeah, so well, mean. yeah, Bowie's amazing in that film. Yeah, yeah, totally. There's, it's, he's, he's, he's good to the fact that, like, at no point do you question why is this goblin king that's actually been played by a guy in his thirties with no pants on because he's clearly sort of showing. He was a little older than in his thirties at this right, stage. Yeah, yeah, so. right, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He was a little. He was knocking on a bit. Clearly willing to show dong. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lusting and pursuing a fourteen-year-old girl, and she yeah. was. She was playing her age, so she was fourteen. Jennifer no. Connelly was never fourteen when she did that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No way. Seriously, she was playing her age. Really? Yep. I find that hard to believe. It, she was well, a very developed fourteen-year-old. She was. She was. And when I found this out, I felt a little uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do now. Yeah. You do. I will tonight when I watch it back. Yeah, but seriously, she's like fourteen, fifteen when she's that when they made that film, and but at no point do you question the sexual, you know. Turn uh, back, Sarah. Yeah. Turn back before it's too late. Yeah, he's he was a sexy dude. Oh, he was. But... A, if we ever do something regarding Bowie podcast, I'll tell you my Bowie story from Glastonbury. We could definitely do a Bowie like, retrospective. Well, Manny Feltworth oh, man, and yeah. uh, Labyrinth. And, and, uh, Merry Christmas, Sister Lawrence. Yeah, which those. Is yeah. Singly, one of the one of the best films he's ever done. I, I think we could do that. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Rice's Secret, which is another one. Anyway. Yeah. So, so I'm going to throw them up then. Right, this is I'm going to go the other way. So we've talked. Um, we've had fantasy. We've had action. We've talked. We've had monsters, superheroes. I don't think this to be a pure Christmas film, but I'd say it's an alternative one. But it's a very happy film. It's a Wonderful Life. It's it's totally a Christmas film. But it's not. I don't think it's a festive film. It's not like it's set at, it's set at Christmas. But the, the point you of it is, you can't have that as an alternative that's not, Christmas film. It's a it's a total Christmas film. It's entirely it's, set at Christmas. It's well, yeah. So is Die Hard set at Christmas, but it's not. No. The, the point of it's a Wonderful you Life. You can't have that. Why not? Because it's one of my favourite Christmas films of all time. It's one of my favourite Christmas films. I watch so it every year. It's an alternative Christmas t- film. Do you not think it's an alternative Christmas film? No, I think it's right. a, I think I it's a legitimately... It's it's one for the next podcast. All right. Uh, that is a it 100% Christmas film. <laughs> you really no, th- you, can't, you can't use that as an alternative. Seriously? Okay. That's like saying, that's like saying Home Alone is not a Christmas film. It, it so is a Christmas film. All right. I, think I can sort of... So, so it, uh, I'm, I'm beginning to see. Is there a thing here then? Because all right, I will take. I'm happy to take that off the table. Take right? it off the table. Take, yeah, it's going bastard. off the table. We will talk about that next week. Yeah, totally, totally. Because um, the other one I was going to say then is trading places. Trading places is all right. That's fine. That's yeah, an alternative. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't focus on a Christmas theme. It doesn't. You know, whereas what Wonderful Life kind of does. Okay. So I, I, I've always thought whenever I've watched it, it's a Wonderful Life, and we'll save it this week. I've always focused on the. The start and the end is at Christmas, but the whole thing's about his life. So, but we'll talk about it next week because you know next show because I think you're right. There's so much to talk about in it. It's a wonderful life. Oh, it's great. Because I'm, I'm a I'm a big Jimmy Stewart fan yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean that that film is just yeah. I'll watch it. It was a, it's a wonderful life was my gateway to Jimmy to Jimmy Stewart. You know, uh, Rear Window. Um, the rope. Wasn't he in the rope? Yeah, rope. Uh, he was was he in Vertigo. Vertigo. Yeah. Um, yeah. He wasn't in, the he wasn't in North by Northwest was he? Because he was. He that was, was Cary Grant. He fell out. 
He was supposed to be in it, but yeah, he yeah. fell out. Anyway, long story. So, but Trading Places. Trading Places is good. Eddie yeah, yeah. Murphy, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, totally. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis's boobs. Jamie Lee Curtis. That's her first boobs. The only boobs she's ever done, I think. Is it the only boobs? Yeah, I don't think she's ever done boobs after that. Okay, well then, oh, fish called Probably water, because they maybe? went. No, no, I think yeah. she was. She didn't show boobs in that. As they say, in, like, say she did this. She, she had boob job, didn't she? She had a boob job with, for um, True Lies. And, oh, did and, she? Yeah, yeah. So she had a boob job. That film, and that 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 Jamie Lee Curtis changed my life <laughs> well, <laughs> in True Lies. Well, uh, True Lies, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, that's a great film. Um, that is very good film. See, another another podcast is the films of Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger, two, yeah, twentieth century Schwarzenegger films. We've totally. got to do. I love Schwarzenegger totally. films. I think we'll do one of our common man commentaries. I think to one of those because yeah, some yeah. awesome films. Um, but Trading Places is actually a great film of one of those things again where the plot barely matters because mm. it's a comedy but the whole plot's about it's about a one dollar bet yeah yeah totally. two brothers just going i don't know i'll bet you if we did this and this like we'll see you know he'll sink he'll swim sort of thing and two um, great characters dan Aykroyd and, and eddie murphy two really played so well against each other you know i i went back and um i, I watched this not long ago and it was when i watched this uh, it was probably back in october i watched this and i was like Oh Christ! This is a Christmas film. It was when I sort of realised that I was watching it then. Mm. But I also realised, and I went back and I was watching a couple of other films with uh, Dan Aykroyd in. In my head, Dan Aykroyd's a chubby person, mm. and this this is going to sound awful. No, no, no. I no, see no, Dan no, Aykroyd t- as totally. a chubby person yeah. for two reasons: his later films, yeah, um, and also the fact Ghostbusters. That the, yeah, also the fact well, also that the Ray stance in the Ghostbusters cartoon was made to be a chubby, chubby. person, right? Dan Aykroyd in the eighties wasn't that chubby at all. Not at all. He yeah. was really slim and sort of quite slender and stuff. And I was just like, "Wow!" Actually, I think I've, I've completely, completely missed that. So I went back and watched the Blues Brothers, and he's like proper like beanpole in that compared to uh, John Belushi. Mm. Um, so uh, yeah, but Trading Places, a good film. Yeah, great film. I, I train, really enjoy that film. Trading Places and, uh, is a underrated film, I think, or it's a forgotten film. I don't hear much about it these days. No, and I think yeah, it's 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 kind of hasn't stood the test of time, has it? Really, it's a very eighties film. Yeah, that's the that's the problem with it. It's like it's about Wall, it's about Wall Street bankers. Yeah, and what total bankers they are. Yeah, exactly. Absolute bankers. So yeah, I don't think it would play well today, but it, it's it's worth going back just to see the performances, um, including in the final role. Like the finale, some incredibly racial stereotypes <laughs> to do with it. Uh, yeah, that, that's uh, a little bit that really would not play today. So yeah, yeah. You can find it on YouTube. Go back and watch it. It's one of the weirdest things where you're a bit like, oh, that would not work today. Like, you know, blacking up and all that kind of stuff. It just, uh, yeah, it wouldn't work. But uh, yeah, okay. Any others? I mean, I had a look at an al- a list for alternate Christmas films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the ones that suggested, there was some I just, I just, at hand, I wouldn't even consider. But there were ones like um, I am Santa Claus. Oh, okay. Documentary. Mm. Interesting choice. Because so it's about Santa Claus. It is it's about not, Santa it's Claus. Not, it's not about Christmas. It's no, about no, Santa no. Claus. It's about the character of Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you seen it yet? I haven't, um, yeah. but I have downloaded a copy of it, so I, I do. Have you really? It. Oh, yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to pass that on to me because I've only got a, I've got an American Blu-ray of it. Oh, okay. Uh, so, but I haven't got uh, another version of it. Yeah, yeah, I've got it on the uh, sticks on my, so I can give you that. That's cool. But um, so this is the Mick Foley-driven documentary about well, people that he features in it. Okay, was it not? He's not I, all throughout it, 
No. But he's uh, obviously he's the only name linked to it. Yes. Okay. Because he's on the cover. But as uh, yeah, Morgan Spurlock. Oh, is it Spurlock? Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. He's the he's the it's his film. Mm. But I don't think he's in it. But he's obviously like most of the things he does, yeah, know, yeah. he doesn't appear in. Um, but it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant, and it tells a really good story and and and, and delves into sort of like homosexuality and mm. you know why people do all this all this stuff, not homosexuality, why they do all this stuff. The with, Santa, with stuff. Santa stuff, yeah, yeah. Because doesn't it follow like several guys who are Christmas Santas yeah, and what they yeah. do throughout the year? Yeah, totally. One of them is Mick Foley. Oh, yeah. Well, he's a big. I know he's a big fan of Christmas. Huge, big huge. When Foley, when when my Foley, even. in both senses of the word, he's a. Big fan of Christmas. Not anymore. Also, Not anymore. Really? No, he's lost a hell of a lot of weight now. Really? Foley has, yeah. But when my Foley met Mick Foley, yeah, they um uh, uh he gave him a Christmas uh, uh, where is Santa Claus or who is Santa Claus book, which is a pretty in depth yeah, yeah, yeah. where Santa Claus comes from. To Mick Foley, Mick Foley said, "I'm going to treasure this for the rest of my life because it's just brilliant." Because the guy's a legend. The uh, guy is. And the guy went on stage and did a Foley chant for my Foley. How yeah. cool is that? <laughs> yeah. Now Mick Foley, what a guy. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah, that's a really good choice, actually, because we've oh. been talking feature films. I think a documentary is actually a really interesting choice. Mm. Um, other things, okay, so there's one that I actually... I I had this discussion with my wife about this film as to whether it's a Halloween film mm. or is it a Christmas film, and that's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Great film, by the way, uh, mm. produced by Tim Burton. Um Animation, I think, done alternative Christmas film. It is, isn't I it? I think it's an alternative Christmas film. Yeah, because it's all it's it's it is Halloween characters the night before Christmas. Yeah, it's them trying. You know, Jack Skellington tries to take over Christmas and mm. realizes that you're better off being yourself. Yeah, but it's not really about Christmas. No. So, you know. No, I think I, yeah, I'd, I'd go with you on that. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I Alex was like, no, it's a Halloween film. She because it was about because of the monsters and all that. Oh, sort of what thing. does he know? <laughs> um, it is a great film though yeah, uh, all, the animation also done by uh, supported by Leica before they became Leica oh really mm. oh, I didn't know that. that that and A Corpse Bride are the, um, are Corpse, the, Corpse Bride was 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 a, 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 um, was a, a unnes- true Tim Burton film it was an unnecessary Tim Burton film do you not like it here. Corpse Bride <gasps> I like Corpse Bride I think it was it was trying to be what the novelty of the animation that Tim Burton mm. did was done on the Nightmare Before Christmas. The Corpse mm. Bride is a good film, but it was in the shadow of the Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's secondary to yeah. to uh, Night Before Christmas. I agree with that. Mm. It's 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 better made from the quality of the animation, but I think oh the overall package is lesser than the Night Before Christmas. I would agree with that. Mm. Um, and I could go off on a whole rant about the these animated films. I love them. I actually watched a film recently. Um, which I'm going to highly recommend to everyone again. Completely uncustomized. It's called Book of Life. The Book of Life. It's a CG oh, yeah, film, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and it's yeah. about um, it's sort of set it's in Brad the, Pitt's. Isn't he? Is that right? No, no. This is uh, it's an animated film. I don't know yeah. who the character, the voice actor. He might, he might have done. He may yeah. have done. I didn't see the voice cast, but um, it's fantastic. It looks. It's on Netflix right now. UK Netflix right now. Mm. So give it a try. It's one of the best looking films. It's all set in that sort of like Mexican. Um, Hispanic sort of like Day of the Dead um, mythology and it is wonderful cool sounds good okay so we've got some good alternative Christmas films there so we've we've discussed like Gremlins Die Hard Batman Returns Trading Places uh, Nightmare Before Christmas um, 
uh, what's it, what the documentary called? I Am Santa. I Am Santa. Uh, and I think we'll discuss It's a Wonderful Life next week. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> uh, for fear of me getting punched in the face. <laughs> um, but I think we've started Christmas well. I, 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 I quite enjoyed this so far. I'm really looking forward to... Um, I'm really looking forward to watching The Long Kiss Goodnight because I haven't watched it in such a long time. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to seeing your reaction to Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, that should be interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing it, actually. It's a good film, but I'd be interested to see what you think of it. Yeah. Okay. Any last words before we wrap up this show about Lethal Weapon or Last Boy Scout? No, I recommend that people draw their own conclusions from it. I mean, Mm. if anyone hasn't seen Lethal Weapon now, by now, where the hell have you been? You know, it is an iconic film. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if anyone hasn't seen Last Boy Scout by now, uh, don't bother. <laughs> no. But go, go make your own opinion. Go, go and see Last Boy Scout. It's really hard to find on DVD, though. That's the thing. It, they are. They are they, they, Lethal Weapon, you can pick it up pound a penny anywhere. anyway, yeah? Yeah. But Last Boy Scout <clears> is really hard to find. And, and again, maybe, maybe, and I'll just throw this out there, maybe that's a supply and demand thing. It could maybe, be. Maybe yeah, the it might fact be. that, you know, it wasn't as popular mm-hmm. and mainstream as Lethal Weapon doesn't mean it's any, any good or any less... No, no, I agree. It's a definite. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Well, if anyone has, if you want to comment on any of the films that we've talked about tonight, any of the films, um, please get in contact uh, on Twitter at Twenty Century Geek, uh, on Facebook uh, at Twenty Century Geek, uh, or contact me through email Twentieth um, Century Geek at gmail dot com. Uh, I'm on Instagram uh, now Twentieth uh, Century Geek. Um, so try and find me uh, and if you like the show leave a five star review on iTunes it's much appreciated um, and if you want to send me any money or anything like that <laughs> contact me through social media I'm happy to take it um, so thank you very much guys thank you Mike cheers uh, Merry Christmas Merry Christmas